This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. And I have Coach Lee Avery. You, you recognize that voice right there, right? Um, that was Brent hey. Musburger. Wow. Brent Musburger <laughs> had my name in his mouth, okay? Nice. nice. <laughs> How cool is that? But, uh, hey, listen, uh, welcome to Hour 2. Thank you, Danny Rice, uh, who just uh, messaged me there, and he is right. Hey, listen, I, I said it in the first hour. I don't know if Danny was listening. Let me get this set up first. Today is Tuesday, September the 26th, in the year of the Lord, 2023. This is Hour 2 of Episode 937 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. Uh, if you missed our first hour, as uh, Danny was just messaging me, yes, you missed a really good hour. Richard Clark, uh, we talked ECU football, we talked NFL, and then we wrapped up uh, with his expert or his expertise on the NBA uh, as we did ceiling floor for the NBA Atlantic. This second hour is going to be a fun hour. It's a Parrot Academy hour. How's that, Coach? Awesome. Awesome. Uh, you are going to be here with us for the next 35 minutes or so. We're excited about that. Uh, the head coach of the Parrot Academy volleyball team. And I got to admit, because it's not up on Max Preps yet, so I didn't get to see what you guys did in Wilmington last night. Uh-oh. How'd you do? We played the best game of the year. Okay. But we lost in the fifth set oh. by two points. Oh, that's uh, all right. We we were we were down by six points, twelve to six, uh-huh. and rallied. And people should know it only goes to fifteen in yeah, the fifth set. Yeah. So and we rallied, um, and we were thirteen to fourteen, and they just got a clear shot and put a ball down on us. Oh, heartbroken, aren't you? Absolutely. Um, what'd you tell, what'd you tell your girls? I was about to say, what'd you tell your girls at the end um, of the game? Though? I told them they had nothing to be ashamed of. We played the best game we could. Uh, we come out on the short end of the stick, so to speak. But uh, we got them again at home coming soon. So uh, we can get the revenge at the uh, senior game that night. Oh, is that senior night? Yeah. <laughs> How many seniors you got this year? Uh, we've got six. Wow. Yeah. Are they all pretty much in the rotation? Um. Four okay. are, are pretty much in the rotation. Well, I tell you what, you and I had an opportunity to see. I tell you what, we're going to get to that here in a moment. I've got to uh, thank uh, Danny Rice and uh, Woodman Life. Uh, thank you so much. They uh, re-upped their sponsorship of the show. Awesome. They're with us through June. They've been with us since day one. And uh, on a personal uh, side, too, just uh, Danny's just been very important to me in my, in my professional life through the years, too. I really do appreciate him. Uh, I, before we even started this show, uh, there was the the holy triumvirate of uh, of Danny of Richie Honeycutt over at LCC. Yep. I know you know Richie, Absolutely. and then do you, you know Jacques Passeleg? No, I do not. Uh, from GoEco, but uh, those three were just really encouraging. I had talked about you know after I left the paper, oh, I'd like to do a radio show, and it was just the encouragement of like I said of Danny of Richie of Jacques that just really encouraged me to do it. And here we are, almost four years into this this monster. And uh, Jacques, uh, Jacques, well, Jacques has been too, but uh, Danny Rice and uh, Woodman Life have been a part of, uh, of us since day one. We really do appreciate them. And now with us uh, through June, if I live that long. Awesome. Yeah, you, I hope I'll be here. Yeah. Okay, I hope so. I hope so. So, <laughs> but like I said, uh, here in our second hour, that voice you're hearing, the smooth sounds of Lee Avery. <laughs> Uh, here is he's going to be with us here in the entire second hour for uh, 40 minutes of the second hour. And then we've got uh, uh, Matt Beeman going to be joining us here in about three or four minutes or so as we look back at their big game last uh, last night. It was our Davis Wholesale Tire game of the week last night on 960 Bet on the Bull. 
and uh, they did. They came through big time in that game. Okay, I, now I didn't, uh, I hadn't seen you in a little bit, and I got to tell you, in fact, I just got a message from, I just got a message from uh, Mickey Weatherington. <laughs> I was supposed to high five you on the way in for me. Okay, he and, said, and, uh, and I, I fell down on that job. He said I'm supposed to ask you this uh, off air, but I think I'm going to go ahead and ask you about it on air. Well, I don't know. I forget. <laughs> you know what? When you were a college coach, there's some questions you can ask when you're a high school coach. Uh, and not that it's bad. I don't want yeah. anybody to think this is a bad question, but it just has to do with a bar bill, and that's all. Um, oh man, was that <laughs> back in the day. Oh wow. <laughs> but this was years ago. Years, years ago. ago yeah. Years ago. Yeah. So we'll just avoid that. But Mickey, I just. Uh, <laughs> Dude, your whole face just went <laughs> like that when I brought that up. Hey, now, whoa. that was a fun day, I will say that. Was it? Oh, yeah. And you, you learn in certain things in your life who your friends really are. Yeah. And well. he showed me that day, um, you know, how good a friend he really was. So uh, that that's a that's a good memory, not a bad one. Well, I'm telling you, he is a uh, – He's a good dude, and I got to tell you, I've been very lucky that I've gotten to know him over the. I didn't. I had heard of him before. Yeah. But you know what Venn diagrams are, you know, and I'd heard a lot about yeah. Mickey Weatherton. I guess he had probably heard about me, and it took going to Spence Automotive. Uh, hold on, let me message Coach Beeman real quick here. Uh, it took going to uh, Spence Automotive, and Mickey was in there getting his car worked on, and yeah. I was getting my car worked on. And then we hung out. Dude, we ended up talking like 45 minutes that day. I've had him on the show here a couple of times. Yeah. And he's going to be one of the uh, headlining acts for uh, for Bradfest, which is coming up in October. So yeah. uh, very excited about that. Very excited about that. Uh, did you know what a great musician he was? Um, I knew a little bit when we first got together. We actually met in the weight room. Uh, we uh, both oh, wow. used to work out at Bod's Health Club back in the day at the plaza when, you know, everything was great. And yeah. The theater was there. Bod's was there. And I got to know him then, uh, became workout partners, and then I learned a little bit about his history in music. Uh, so, And the, the genre of music was what I fell into anyway with the metal and things like that. So, yeah. I, I, you know, everything he did just was great to me. Well, I'll tell you what, man, a heck of a guy and uh, very, very excited about uh, Brad Fest is coming up. Like I said, he's going to be one of the main acts awesome, with that. Yeah. So uh, very excited. And I hope, I think I had talked to uh, Allie and the folks over there, Allie Warnock and the folks. I think I get to bring him up on stage. Uh, that's great. Which is going to be awesome, yeah. you know. So yeah. I get to get everybody fired up for that on October 21st. But like we, we're trying to keep that in everybody's uh, mind's eye. Saturday, October 21st, 2 to 9 p.m. over at Pearson Park. Be sure to get out there and support that. Hey, I tell you what, we're going to get Coach Beeman up here. On. Awesome. You get to help me interview him. Are hey, you excited right. about that? Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Hey, let's thank uh, – I tell you what, we were talking about Spence. Let's thank Spence Automotive. Uh, it's where I get my car service. It's where you should go to. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lots. Spence Automotive is owned by local sports riding legend Keith Spence and is open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011 the next time you need your car service or when you need new tires to tell him the Brian Hanks Show sent you. And I think our guest on the line right now, uh, Coach Matt Beaman from Parrot Academy, you're a Spence Automotive guy, aren't you, sir? I am. He does all of my oil changes, who I get all my tires from. I mean, can't find any. Keith Spence. 
And, and on top of it, too, which is uh, incredible, is he's a Parrot Academy grad, too. That's right. That's right. That's a plus as well. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm going to brag. I don't care if Hall of Fame coach Jamie Smith is listening right now. I know Jason Bryan is listening right now. But, uh, uh, Coach, when, when I when I pick you, you know I got to pat myself on the back. Tell him what I'm doing right now, Coach Avery. Yeah, he's patting himself on the back. <laughs> I pat myself on the back. <laughs> we, we picked you last night. Myself, Paul, and uh, Keith Spence, we went Parrot Academy last night. Uh, Jason and uh, Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith, they went carry Christian. Thank you so much for making us look good last night, Coach. Yes, sir. Always, always trying to make you guys look good. <laughs> what was the difference in that game? I mean, we knew Kerry was going to be tough, and man, you were not wrong. They they threw it around the field a little bit last night, but uh, I, I tell you what, man, y'all look good. You had you had. Not warned, that's the wrong choice of words. You had uh, prepped me and told me, hey, look out for this Jalen Solomon kid. Coach, you were right. He might be the best. And this is a small sample size, one game that I've seen him. He's definitely among the best running backs I've seen in our entire area after last night, Coach. Yes, I mean, he's a special young man. Uh, he really took that jump last year, played receiver for. Uh, called him in after the uh, season ended and said, look, I need you to add 15 to 20 pounds of muscle. I need you to learn how to work work harder, work more like Ashton Branson. And he took that next step. He He's pushed himself in condition. He added 15 pounds of muscle. So now he's not just has the speed, but he's got the power as well. He can run over you, run around you, run away from you. He's a complete back. Well, again, I was very impressed with him. I was impressed with the decisions that uh, co or that coach, that Caleb Sanderson made last night uh, in your eye formation. I got to tell you, I don't remember the last time, Coach, if ever in my time here, Watching Parrot Academy line up in an I formation, five guys on the line, the I formation, and just it was a beautiful thing to see. I'll tell you this Coach Smith was smiling the entire time. That is his kind of football, coach, is that just that slobber knocker. Hey, we're running the ball here. Let's see if you can figure out which way it's going. Beautiful football last night, coach. Yes, sir. We challenged the guys up front, and we said the key to this game is need to be able to get three yards whenever we want it. So even if they know it's coming, we need to be able to get three yards. And our guys up front, I mean, we're, we're just very physical. And, and, yeah, it was good to see after, you know, last week's game. Well, I'll tell you what, again, you look good. I think the thing that we really need to brag on, though, is your defense, Coach, as well as your offense played, and they did. They played great 250 yards rushing from uh, Jalen Solomon, I believe uh, eight, 75, 80 yards rushing from uh from uh Nathan Moore and there you go thank you thank you your fullback your fullback uh but man your defense they give up 16 points in what like a two minute span in the first quarter then you only give up one more touchdown the rest of the game over the last three quarters of the game tell you what your defense came to play last night too coach they did and it's like I told them early they're gonna catch some passes but every time they catch it we've got to bring the wood we got we've got to pop them you know pop them every play and you saw at the end they started dropping some passes. And I think that was they were hearing footsteps. And, you know, that just goes from what happened early in the game, bringing it flying through the ball. And, you know, that one of the big turning points of that game was that forced fumble for a touchdown at the end of the second quarter that I think really changed the game and changed momentum. 
Well, I, again, a lot of fun to call. We are going to be at your Friday night game, too, against uh, Father Capadano. Uh, a first-year program. Very excited to watch that. But, I, listen, I've got Coach Lee Avery in here, uh, your volleyball coach, uh, your volleyball team off to a 10-2 and two start. And he's putting his reporter hat on here for a second. He's going to ask you a question. Are you ready, Coach? Yes, sir, I'm ready. Well, uh, so, Coach, uh, as far as your season's gone so far, uh, what is one of the highlights of your season to this point? I think one of the highlights, you know, we're, we're a young football team, and we're getting better each and every week. You know, like I told the guys going into the game last night, our backs were against the wall. And, you know, when you're back in the corner, are you going to come out swinging, come out fighting, or are you going to lay over and die? You know, and I thought our guys just came out fighting. And so it was just good to see those young guys respond. Well, yeah, awesome. And they did, and they looked great last night. Like I said, jump out to a 16 to nothing lead, and – we're, you know, looking at each other going, wow, this is going to be that kind of game. Then Kerry uh, <coughs> Christian scores two touchdowns, and I mean, essentially a blink of an eye, and then you hold them the rest of the game, like I said, to that one touchdown. I tell you, you were not wrong either about uh, their quarterback talking about Kerry Christian, but how about that little 5'7", 130-pound receiver coach that they had that uh, scored all three of their touchdowns, two of their two-point conversions, he wasn't a bad little player himself, was he, Coach? No, and, I mean, he made some catches there in the second half, and we just look at him and say, hey, you got to tip your hat. I mean, we were there. We made the right play. He just made a better play. And, uh, you know, he had speed. I mean, he was he was a very impressive Julian Edelman-type player. That is a very – you know what? That is a very good comparison. That's I didn't think of him last time, but you're right. He did look like Julian Edelman a little bit, too. <laughs> got to, And, again, one last thing, uh, just one more last bit of love for your defense, Coach. Just six sacks last night also. Uh, just the way they played, I mean, they played like their hair was on fire all night. And especially, like I said, after you gave up those two quick touchdowns, I mean, you locked them down the rest of the game. Uh, what, they took – they had they recovered three onside kicks. Were only able. I don't know if they did they score off any of them because I know they didn't I don't score think off they the last scored two. Off any of them. No, no. Yeah. They, they scored off the first one. The first yeah. one. That's how they scored. The, That's right. Make it six things. Yeah, you're right. But then the second I mean, half kickoff, thought, they they get it all the way down the field and yeah. you stop them there. I mean, just your yeah. defense. As much as I want to credit your offense, and it was it was awesome. It really was. I mean, you put forty six points up on the scoreboard last night. But I just want to make sure the defense gets its share of love, coach. Yeah. Brown, I mean, he came up with a great game plan. We guys executed it to a T. I mean, we were mixing up zone and man coverage, so it kind of kept them guessing. They couldn't do the same thing every time, and the key was to get pressure. And obviously, we did that with six sacks. Well, it's a quick turnaround now for you. Fortunately, it's against a first-year program and Father Capadano, but uh, still, I mean, uh, what, you, you get to have your first practice for them here on a Tuesday. And then you got to turn around and play them three days later. Uh, I know you're not a big fan of, uh, you know, of two games in a week, but uh, but you got to play the schedule that's put in front of you, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's homecoming week, so there's a lot of distractions this week. So we got to make sure we come out and are focused and, you know, ready to take care of business and, you know, try to put, put them away early. Well, very good. Well, listen, we will talk to you on Friday for the Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. And uh, maybe even talk to you on the Brian Hank show too. How about three appearances in one week, Coach? That sounds good. Always <laughs> fun, fun to come on the show. Coach Beeman, thank you so much. I appreciate you, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me. There you go. And uh, with him winning last, we always do Monday morning quarterback. Yeah. 
But they played on Monday night, so uh, with with them having a victory, I couldn't couldn't not have him on. So thank you for ceding right. some of your time. I got to tell you a pretty good question there, Coach. Uh, is journal could journalism possibly be in your future? Uh, I'm not sure, <laughs> I, I, but I think when when you're coaching, you have to learn to answer the quick questions. Mm-hmm. So you you have to be fluid in what you think you can ask someone. Uh, I, I ask a lot of questions in practice. I ask the girls questions, even some math questions when we get into it. Yeah, yeah, they don't like that. <laughs> uh, but I, I've learned that you, you have to try to be quick with a question if you uh, want to teach something in practice. So. That's awesome. Uh, Coach Lee Avery with us for uh, the next 15 minutes or so here on the Brian Hanks Show as we're talking about his uh, incredible uh, Parrot Academy uh, volleyball team off to a 10-2 and two start this season. Uh, and let's talk about your transition a little bit. And I don't think we've had it. Have we had a chance to talk about it? Uh, uh you were the LCC volleyball yes. coach the previous, uh, several years yes. and, uh, you transition, uh, you, you leave there, you, uh, it's kind of neat how it happened there, uh, that weren't, wasn't David the volleyball coach at uh parrot or was he? Uh, he had been the volleyball coach at okay. Parrot. Uh, and actually, before I took the job at LCC, I was the assistant coach under David at mm-hmm. Parrot. David Barnes, we should say that, yes, David Barnes. Yeah. with his first state championship. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the job came open at LCC, and uh, I wanted to try greener pastures. And, uh, you know, it's grass looks green on the other side sometimes, uh, but – each job has its own difficulties and each job has its own um, issues that you have to learn to overcome. So, Well, you, I think it's unique that you went from coaching under David Barnes yep. at Parrot Academy to coaching, uh, being the head coach at LCC, but under his wife, Shelly Barnes, yes. the yes. Uh, athletics director yeah. over there. And uh, you guys had some successes. I know maybe the W's and L's weren't as many as you wanted, and I, and I can appreciate that, but still some uh, some serious – I mean, I see I, – I'm friends with uh, and, uh, Jocelyn. Jocelyn Evans. That young lady is the, going to yes. rule the world one day, isn't Absolutely. she? Absolutely. Uh, she's one of the uh, best players athletically that I've coached. And, you know, through the years, we had we had some good teams. Uh, Jocelyn's first year, uh, we had a really good stacked team, but we're plagued with injuries all yeah. year. Um, I think we lost some games where we're two of your best hitters out for a two-week stretch. Those are games you've really got to have players to pick up, and we just weren't able to pick up and win those games that with those two players back in place, we probably would have won those games. I think when you add everything up together here, Coach, and you look and see that, I mean, first off, it's a two-year program, and, and that's that's always tough. It's not like you're coaching yeah. at Barton or at uh, Mount Olive that's a four-year program. And then you throw the pandemic into it. Yes. You know, I mean, that was a curveball that was thrown you guys. And just when you add all that stuff up together, it, it, it is hard. And I know people win under those circumstances sometimes, but when you add all that stuff up, it just it, – it, it adds up, I guess, is the best way to well, put it. it. It really does. Um, and, w- you know, with everything going on uh, with high schools nowadays, especially in North Carolina, the, the way, you know, kids can come out of high school with a two-year degree. Yeah. And you've got good volleyball players that come out of high school that don't want to go to a junior college because I'm coming out with a degree. I don't want to go back. Yeah. And so there's a lot of good players that we missed out on. And I think the first show I ever sat here with you, I told you, for me, the biggest thing was recruiting. 
Yes. Um, my learning curve in recruiting was just starting to come around at the end of my career there, so see. Yeah. So um, recruiting's everything in college. If you can't get the players that are going to fit into your program, you know, you're going to struggle. And so um, yeah, that was the big thing. Uh, but recruiting, like I said, recruiting's everything at that level. Mm-hmm. And if you can't get your recruiting down and you have some struggles, it's harder to recruit through those struggles. Yeah. Uh, kids look at everything nowadays. When they're looking at going to a school, they, well, what was your record last year, Coach? That's one of their first questions, yeah. you know. And they don't understand why your record was that way. Um, you know, we had a lot of injuries and everything, but uh, it, it is what it is. And life always works itself out. It does. And like I said, well, especially with you now at Parent Academy and the success that you're having there. But last question about the LCC experience. Yeah. What did you learn from that? That maybe, you know, that lesson that you didn't even think you were going to learn from being at LCC that maybe even now you're applying over at APA? Um. I had an assistant coach, Charlie Cotton, that I brought in. He was going to help with the women's basketball team uh, before LCC lost the women's basketball team. And uh, it it happened to be that Coach Cotton and I had coached together at Spring Creek High School. He was coaching basketball, and I was coaching volleyball my first year of really uh, this line of coaching. And I brought him on and to keep him with our team to teach him volleyball and to keep him with the college when the basketball program fell through. Um, he taught me how to relate to the kids nowadays. Okay. Um, I'm not the same coach as I was five years ago. I I don't talk to the players the same way. I don't talk to them like I did before. And the thing that I learned at LCC is you can't coach this generation like you coached last generation. The mindset's just totally different. Um, and so you have to figure out a way to become relatable to your players so they will listen and follow. Because okay. if they don't follow what you're coaching, it's not going to be as good as you want it to be. Um, and that's what I took from LCC is how to become a more relatable coach, um, how to get the players to understand what I was coaching. Um, and I think this year at LCC coming in – to a, I mean, coming in to Parrot, to a good program because last year they had a good record. Um, we had a bunch of good players coming in. But they had to learn my offense and my defense, which is different from what they ran last year. Yeah. Um, and I think um, the understanding that I have of how to make myself more relatable to the st- students and the players has helped us grow as a team this year together and they are running my system just as good as any team I've coached. That's awesome. Tell you what, I, let's take a break here real quick. Right. I've got to thank our uh, our exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show is UNC Lenore Healthcare. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kenston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kinston for all your health care needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at or visit the comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, 
Thank you so much to uh, Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. Let's jump right back into it with uh, the head volleyball coach of uh, Rendell Parrot Academy. It's Lee Avery. And uh, what has been the secret to the success for this year, Coach? I mean, obviously, off to a 10-2 and two start yeah. and uh, one of the best teams in the NCISAA right now. Uh, what would you attribute that success to? We started very early. I uh, was fortunate enough that over the summer workouts, uh, most of the varsity players were showing up. Uh, um, we we worked on skill work, skill work, skill work all summer long. Uh, when we put the team together in, in the beginning of the uh, school season, we were able to go straight into working on system, and I, I really think that's the, the biggest thing that helped us out uh, this okay. year. Uh, I'm going to give you the opportunity now to brag on some of these individuals who uh, play for you. You said you've got six seniors. Got that, six that's seniors, pretty. Yes. How many players are on the team altogether? Um, we've actually we've got nine uh, varsity players, but we carry a roster of twelve. I've okay. got I've actually got three eighth graders that I pull up from JV. Wow. Uh, for e- emergency purposes. Um, they must be pretty be doggone go. good for you to have. Uh, they they're solid players, uh, and which most of our JV squad is all middle school kids, mm-hmm. and a lot of people that play us now. Um, some of the losses we've had, they don't they don't understand that there's high school players playing against middle school players, and yeah. so our JV program um, is really uh, going to help us next year because these girls are learning the game at the speed of the varsity which next year they're going to be varsity players. Wow. Oh, especially with six seniors yeah. and uh, them graduating out of the system. But uh, tell, tell us about some of these players that play for you. Um, well, uh, my, my two, uh, stronger, two of my stronger hitters, uh, Caroline Franklin, she's an outside hitter for us. Um, she was actually uh, playing JV when my wife Jane and I were coaching JV for David Barnes. And so we knew her and a few of the other girls coming in uh, – uh, she's a very talented outside hitter. She understands the game. She's very athletic. Um, and unless a defense is on top of themselves, she's very hard to stop. Um, she has also um, uh, committed to play D3 NCAA ball up at a school in Virginia uh, next year. So Wow. Um, I've got Congratulations. Middle, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, a little bit off the subject, but, we coach for the kids and it's all about them and yeah. you want them to succeed. And obviously every coach wants to succeed, but you can only succeed if they succeed. So you set them up to be successful. You'll be successful. Well, I mean, when you were at LCC or even start spring Creek, you wanted them to go to the next level. Absolutely. You're at LCC. You want them to go to a, a four year school. Yeah. You're back at Parrot. You want them to go to a four year store right. uh, to, to play at the next you level. You want them to play at the next level. Yeah. Um, and uh, we've got another player. This is her second year at uh, Parrot. She transferred in last year, uh, Jordan Chinigo. Um, she's a, a six-foot middle, um, talented in the middle. Six foot. Yeah, yeah. She, I, I'm looking eye to eye to her when I'm coaching. <laughs> um, but, you know, we started off this year. She was going to be a six-rotation player for us. Um, we started her off on the outside. Found out a couple of games in – I wish I would have moved her before the St. David game because I think that might have been a little different story if we'd have had her in the middle. Uh, we moved her back to the middle, and she's been producing ever since. Uh, she's still a six-rotation player, so she never comes off the court. Uh, um, but, you know, having that presence in the middle, someone that can run a slide to the uh, right side pin, 
um, that that just keeps defenses on their toes. Uh, our, our setter this year uh, is a senior, um, Collins Fanning. Um, she is uh, one of the other seniors, and she's one of the other players that we coached at, at the JV level at Parrot when we were there. Um, great hands, uh, understands the game. Um, you know, having Coach Beeman on a while ago, uh, when you look at football, you look at the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And, and the offense can't run without the quarterback. Um, I'm a Dallas fan. And, oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm sorry for what happened run. to you this I know. Past. Offense can't run without the quarterback making great decisions. Yeah. And uh, so our quarterback is our setter. Okay. Uh, when she makes great decisions, we win. We score. Uh, and, uh, you know, like last night, the girls played the best game they played all year. She made some of the best decisions as a setter, feeding the right person the ball at the right time. Yeah. Um, and that kept us in the game. And so um, surprise this year, uh, Caroline Franklin has a twin sister. Okay. Never played volleyball. She's an athlete. Uh, she's a dancer. Um, she asked if she could come on this year as a practice player. Uh, wound up starting for us in the middle. Uh, and, and I said, she's an athlete. Uh, she does what we ask her to do um, in, in the capacity that she knows. And uh, sometimes she'll come up with a play that you're like, wow, where did that come from? You know? Um, and so, you know, th- those guys make the core uh, of our team. Uh, we've got a few other seniors that come in and play special roles. Um, uh, we've got uh, Nell Mason is one of our seniors that she's probably one of the best servers on the team. Uh, we use her as a service specialist right now. Uh, work and she plays a little defense for us, um, and so uh, we we've got a well-rounded team. Um, the six starters are capped off with two sophomores, which I'm very happy to say they're sophomores this year, um, who play very well in the in the system, and uh, they're going to be really good leaders coming forward in the next couple of years. Wow, that's voice you're listening to. That's Lee Avery. He's the uh, head volleyball coach at uh, Arundel Parrot Academy. Again, off to a ten and two start. And we'll wrap it up with this. I, I got to ask you this: uh, what, what are your expectations for this team? I mean, uh, begin again. Your first year back, you've been a championship uh, state championship coach before in the past. Does this team? Do they have that capability? First, your expectations, and does this team have the capabilities of winning a state title? So my my first expectation is to uh, win the conference, and obviously that's going to be a little bit more difficult now because last night was a conference game, but we can beat those guys. Uh, I have well, you no showed doubt. it on the road last night. Uh, absolutely, yeah. I have no doubt. And that's a tough place to play. They have a big <laughs> crowd. They, they they have a really good crowd there. Uh, so that's a tough place to play, uh, knowing we can beat them. Um, we've got another tough uh, game tonight with uh, John Paul II going into Greenville. Uh, two road games back-to-back, which is really tough considering we left everything on the court last night. They're going to have to pick it back up and do it again tonight. But uh, it's very doable for us to win the conference this year or, or at least uh, have a good shot at tying in the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing is I want to go as deep in the state as we can. And we have a team that can make it to the finals in state. Uh, I, I've said it all year long. If, uh, if the game's good for us and we come together like we did last night, we can go pretty deep in the state. Um, I, I feel fortunate to have come in this year with a team this talented. Um, and I just I feel like we can make a pretty deep run when it comes to the playoffs. Who are the teams that are going to be challenging you guys or that you will be challenging um, for a state title? 
obviously uh, you're going to have uh, Coastal in it that we played yeah. last night. I feel like Cape Fear is going to be a team that we may have to run against down the road. Uh, we're going to have two conference games against them coming up, which I feel like uh, now I'll be looking. Forward we match to that, up pretty. Yeah. We match up pretty well against them, so I, I feel like uh, we should do okay. Um, I'm really hoping to see St. David's again. I, I want that. I want that revenge match against St. David's. Yeah. Uh, I feel like uh, the two sets that we lost against St. David's that that gave them the win, we lost by two points. And when you're giving up ten errors and you lose by two points, uh, that's a game you you want back. Yeah. Um, Grace uh, out of Raleigh, they're 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 number one in the in the three um, A this year. They're going to be a tough team to beat. Uh, and then you got to look at some of the Western teams like Asheville. Uh, there's a good chance we're going to run up against teams like that. The good thing is um, with a lot of the lessons I learned at LCC, I, I feel like I'm I'm able to see what teams are going to throw at us, and we can work on those in practice. Uh, and the girls are very receptive. They're, they're trying to do everything that us as a coaching staff are asking them to do. And that's why, has, that's why we have the ability to be very successful the rest of the season. Well, very good. Well, uh, Lee Avery, uh, Rendell Parrot Academy, uh, volleyball. It was good seeing you the other day at the LCC match. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, and, and by the way, your, your press agent, Mickey Weatherington. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, we got to thank him too, okay? so Yeah. Um, and for all the LCC fans out there, uh, our youngest yes, daughter, I, I Jenna, should have said that, yeah. um, you know, she's, uh, a, a pretty good player at six to uh, six rotation player. Uh, she, she just passed her protocol for a uh, concussion protocol and she should be back suited up playing, uh, Wednesday, hopefully. That's so, got to put a smile and, on your face. Absolutely. Too. Um, you know, I, I want all the best for her. Uh, she just came, she was a basketball player being tall she just came into her uh, own as a volleyball player the last few years, and it's great to see her with a coach like David, uh, who is going to lead her to the next level and teach it her. It is so amazing everything when you talk to I David couldn't. and Shelley. They talk about, and I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry, yeah. but when you talk to David and Shelley, how much they admire you. You listen to you, how much you admire them. I, absolutely, too. Yeah. you know, um, I was I was a beach volleyball player okay. for a long time. Yeah. Uh, when I met David, when they came to LCC, I was just starting my career in the indoor game because my oldest daughter was just getting into it. Yeah, and uh, David has been my mentor since then. Um, I still learn from him, talking to him, watching things. So yeah, they have my utmost respect, and you know. I wish nothing but the best for them as coaches. Absolutely. Well, listen, Lee Avery, you're one of the good dudes, man. I say every time your name comes up here on the show or whatever, you are. You're just one uh, of the good guys, man. I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I'm just doing something that I love to do. And uh, hopefully if I can touch somebody along the way, that's, that's, that's more for the run. That's awesome. Thank you so much for coming in here. Thank okay. you for having me. Let's uh, get John and Jonathan in here. Let's play the birthday game. We'll wrap up this Tuesday edition of the Brian Hanks Show right after that today is tuesday september the 26th in the year of our lord 2023 it is now time to play the birthday game it's that little game that we like to play uh, every day here on the brian hanks show and uh john dawson you're on the precipice of uh if you win today you clinch at least a tie for uh, the month of September, uh, you lead ten days to nine. You had a big day yesterday. You won four to one and uh, almost had a perfect game until your son over here spoiled it for you. Well, what can I say? You said I'm on the Bocephus of something. I, I forgot what you were saying after that. I said precipice. Precipice. Bocephus? <laughs> 
what you said? Oh, dear Lord. Help me out here, Jonathan. Huh? I blacked out. I heard Bo Cephas. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he's just, he's not a great person. Uh, he obviously has some. Kind of like how I feel about the, who's the guy with Pearl Jam that I just can't stand? Well, he hadn't really done anything. You just don't like him. He's a, he's a slime ball. That's not the word, is it? I wouldn't no. say slime ball. I'd say he's kind of a fake, possibly. Yeah, he is. He I don't is. think he's hurt anybody. He's hurt me. No, that's just you being you. This is an all-female edition today, but before we get to the, uh, the birthday game today, which I'm, I'm very proud of. It's not all-female. Massey and I are here. Mm-hmm. I feel like our tires are just spinning in place here. But you won yesterday, John Dawson. Mm-hmm. Four to one. Again, if you win today, you clinch at least a tie of uh, the birthday game for the month of September. So, I mean, there's we got that going for us. Yeah. Uh, tell us about GoEco Office Automation. Who sponsors this here waste of time? <laughs> <laughs> this is the only thing on WRNS right now, by It really the way. is, yeah. And this sponsor, this segment is sponsored by Jacques Passeleg and the good folks down at GoEco Office Automation. Um, they have all the equipment you'll need to start a business, to make a business better, to revive a business that's uh, sagging a little bit. If you want to uh, be thrust into the future and make your profits soar, go see Jacques down at GoEco. Back to you, Brian. I like it. And if we want to get a hold of Jacques Passleg over there, Jonathan J. Massey, how do we do it? Hey, you dial 252. 252-286-286-5354. Or you can visit his website at goeconc.com. Or what is goeco.com? Or if you're you're feeling froggy, bucklesberry.com. Ribbit. Ribbit, indeed. He, uh, it's a little, I don't mind when you point at me, John Dawson, but but when Jonathan does it, it's uh, it's a little unnerving. Ah! (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Well, how many people do you think you just ran off the road there, John Dawson? It's no worse than the constant hip hop they're barraged with from this show. Can't be that bad. Yeah, what? Whatever, okay. Uh, hey, uh, whatever. She whatever. was a founding member of Sounds this like band. Sounds like a hip hop song, doesn't it? In vogue. God, this is a funky song. It samples James well. Brown. How can it not? I uh, don't disagree with that. This is uh, in vogue. In vogue. Yes. I'm asking you for your review of in vogue. As far as uh, R&B pop stuff, this was a pretty. I mean. There were, there were staunch people who hated R&B and pop that really got into this song. It's, you know, In Vogue were probably the biggest pop band in the world for about two or three years there. I would agree with that. There was a Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World presented an award at the Grammys one year, and Dana Carvey made a fantastic joke that I'm not going to say here. But just go Google Wayne and Garth In Vogue Grammys. You'll we be can't play it on here? No. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Well, she was a founding member of this band, the ever-lovely, yes, get your growl ready over there, Cindy Heron. Yeah. She, uh, this is going to be a bad episode for Linda because she hates that. <laughs> she hates the growl. She really does. Is it the growl or what it represents? I think I don't know. We should ask her. Oh, yeah. Chorus. Never, ever going to get it. Brian, please don't ruin this song. Okay, they can't hear you miming. I was dancing. They can't hear you dancing either. It's radio. Uh, Cindy Heron over there, uh, John. I kind of wanted this to play out a little bit because I love it when it gets to the very end and they go acapella. Uh, We we don't need to hear that. I know. I don't think we're going to make it to that. Uh, Uh, Is it my guess? It is. Yeah, we're not going to make it. Uh, Tell me, uh, how old is Cindy Heron today from Invoke? 58. You say 58. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 57. She was born. 
September the 26th in the year of the Lord, 19 and 61. So she's 62 today. Yeah. That hurts my heart a little bit. I mean, I, I mean, not that I just, I wouldn't. It's hard for me to imagine anybody in Vogue being in their 60s, you know? She's like, I get a shovel. You're going to use your own. <laughs> Try to get out of that hole you're digging over there. Dude, she's, <laughs> man, that whole, I about to say band. I don't know. What do you would call them a band? Call they them a group. a group. I'd say yeah. group. There you go. Okay. Can I let this keep playing under for nope. the next time? But I want to. No. You know, and now it's time for a break. Nah, yeah, yeah. People know the song, Brian. It was a big hit. They know it. I promise. Next birthday, Brian. I know, but I want to get to the. So we don't run long, Brian. Well, we're actually in good shape right now. Well, we, we are now. We birthday before we got to the 10-minute mark. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which we've not done in the last two or three days. Mm. Brian, let's go. <laughs> So we can get a fifth you know episode done. You how fast done. I can throw this. I do. Yeah, yeah I know. We so, hey, it's like 20 more seconds. Can we? How many we, episodes have we got done so far? Three. Uh, three. This is the fourth. So we need to do five. Yeah. And we're going long. Yeah. Doggone it. Here, I'll let it play underneath here, just underneath, okay? Which means he's going to let it play, bring it back up, and never go to the next birthday. Okay, it's getting ready to happen. Here we go. I love this. This is my favorite part of this song. You ready? Come on, come on, John. You ready? All together. Here we go. Now it's time for a breakdown. Hey, does anybody know when this song came out? Or I just I've never heard it before, so I don't really know what's going you on. You really here. don't know this? Song. I don't know who In Vogue is. This chorus means nothing to me. The fact that it's an acapella and I'm talking over it right now to mess with Brian, like it's all just. Well, they've already done the part that I wanted to oh, hear. Well, so never mind. I'm good. <laughs> That's all I wanted to hear. Is and now it's time for a breakdown. John Dawson's breakdown. <laughs> uh, who got that? I don't know why we didn't he get them did. all in tonight. <laughs> hey, John, in post, can you, like, reverse and mess up that part that he likes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> don't do that. That would be awful. God. Oh, okay. We would never do something like that. Okay. She was Mary Ingalls in Little House on the Prairie. And then, honestly, Gilbert. she did. Uh, no, uh, Mary. She was. We're talking about the blind one. Oh, I'm sorry. Melissa Sue Anderson. Okay. Who, by the way, I went down a rabbit hole with her, and just I'm really putting this one in because she was big in my childhood. I don't know about you. That's it. That's our generation gap again. Well, my wife loves the show. She grew up loving Little House on the Prairie, and our daughters watch it. And anytime I walk through the living room and they're watching it, there's always a wagon and a horse turned over on somebody, or somebody's down. Away. It was like every ten minutes, these people were like defying death. Just walking out to the yard was like a, you know, a massacre. What Seth, was the Seth MacFarlane made a movie about this? I swear that's what I was getting ready to bring up. <laughs> a million ways to die in the West. Which, oh, by okay. the way, which by the way, is an underrated movie. I mean, it got panned by, and it's stupid. I mean, don't get it twisted. It was pretty stupid. I've actually watched it from stem to stern a couple of times. It's a funny movie, dude. When he's talking about the the miners passing away because of their own flatulence, because <laughs> they inhale those toxic fumes in the mines and mm. eat that hot, spicy food because it's the only thing that they can taste. Mm -hmm. He's like, you want to see how she can die? Let's go outside. That's our mayor. He's been there for three days, and nobody <laughs> has said anything about it. There's not been a temporary appointee. And, oh, look, wolves. They're dragging them. Bye, mayor. Bye. <laughs> enjoy becoming enjoy becoming wolf poop. <laughs> it's yeah, a good, it's, nice. it, it's a funny movie though, dude. Anyway, um, uh, Melissa Sue Anderson. Did you ever watch Little House on the Prairie? <laughs> no, no. I don't even know which one of the kids. She's the blind one. 
the blonde one. She yeah. was the one that was always walking sister. in and stuff. Oh, <laughs> they fam- did a, fa- they the family did a family guy, did a bit. guy thing on her. The family, they, they're, they're like, it's time for bed. And they moved the light, like, <laughs> They move the ladder so she falls. <laughs> Dude, we're just all the uh, quit. Sa- stop saying we. Uh, would be proud of you and I, Jonathan. Mm. It really would. Okay, mm. uh, Melissa Sue Anderson. How old is she today, <laughs> Jonathan Massey? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, when did that show come out? Seventies. Oh, okay. you know what? That's the least we can do is tell him. When did Just tell me what, what I'm year going she, to Lou. what year she was born and now go from house there. on the prairie premiere premiered on March 30th 1974 and then it aired until 1983 so it's 40 gone I didn't realize it aired that long did you and they made a bunch of movies after yeah. that yeah so was she like little in yeah, the man 62 what did you say 62 she's not 62 John Dawson how old is Melissa Sue Anderson 61. <laughs> she was born in 1962, which is what made me do the double take. Did I give it away when I did the double take there? I don't know. I was, I've was i been having an aneurysm for about six <laughs> minutes now. Good. My plan's working. Uh, no, she was born uh, September 26, 1962, and it threw me off. I know why you did that, because you thought she and the ever-lovely uh, Cindy Heron were both born on the same day, which would have been a pretty good guess. They were born one year apart. Though. Who's that? Cindy Heron from Edmonton. <laughs> Trying, yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've completely forgotten. <laughs> I've already forgotten. Wow. Okay, so uh, you got Cindy Heron, right? Yeah. And now you got Melissa. You're up two to nothing. Mm. Oh my God! One more, and he clinches at least a tie here, Jonathan Massey. Just call it at three. Oh, the horror. There you go. Okay, uh, John Dawson to you. She was the badass Sarah Connor in the Terminator and its sequels. And, I mean, she was bad. She would kick your butt. She would kick my butt. She'd probably kick all three of our butts all at the same time. It's... can't think. I know what she looks like. I can't think of her name. You want to guess? Oh, I've never watched Terminator. Linda Hamilton. That's right. Linda Hamilton, who, good Lord. She just really, in the Terminator 2, it really was a Terminator 1, but Terminator 2 was when she was in jail. I mean, you know, in the context of the show or the movie. And she works out incessantly and is basically just one muscle. She's just one big muscle. And, uh, you know, it looked pretty good, too. Not quite worthy of a growl. Give her a half growl. There you go. Uh, Linda Hamilton over there, John Dawson. How old is she today? Sixty-eight. You say sixty-eight. Jonathan Massey, how old is Linda Hamilton today? She's not related to Alexander, is she? Wow. No, he does not get a George. No, 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 no. no. Don't give it to him. <sighs> Nor George. Well, you know what? She might be. Is Linda Hamilton related <laughs> to George Hamilton? <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Is Linda Hamilton related <laughs> to George Hamilton? You find out she's related to Alexander, and you feel like an idiot. Dude, this is from FamousKen.com. They're 19th cousins, two times removed. (laughs) Dude, look. John (laughs) Dawson, are you all right over there? He's he's finally getting the big one. Uh, (laughs) 19th cousin, two times removed. That is not a joke. Uh, let's see. Is she? I'm gonna see if she's related to Alexander Hamilton. 
Uh, Linda Hamilton, family tree. Uh, no, I don't think so. She does have a uh, identical twin sister, though. Oh, neat. How's the twin sister? <laughs> you said 68, John. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I said 68. Uh, 67. Uh, wait a minute. How about that? Uh, she was born September 26, 1956. So, yes. 67 years old today. You all right, John? I'm Chris Gray. Rara. <laughs> Rara indeed. Did I say it right? No. Sure. For the sake of the show, yeah. Uh, it's two to one. It goes back to you, Jonathan Massey. I, if I say the best female tennis player of all time, who do you say? Jimmy Connors. Female! <laughs> uh, Steffi Graf. No. No. <laughs> Uh, Martina Navratilova, Chris Everett Lloyd, Billie Jean King. Serena Williams. Serena Williams. Come on, get it together, John Dawson. Serena Williams has won more majors than any other female. Well, you know, if I get about tennis, I might know that. Tennis is a dumb sport for dumb people. By the way, what? It's badminton where you stand on the table. (laughs) Oh, dear God. By the way, massively underrated as a good-looking woman, okay? Serena Williams is a – is a, give me one. I need one. Grr. Would you not agree? Yeah, she's, a, she's an attractive lady. Yes, she is. So, uh, anyway, Serena Williams over there, Jonathan – yeah, Jonathan Massey, you get to go first on this one. And would you agree? Sure. Yeah. Um, 44. You say 44. What do you say, John Dawson? 45. Ah, she was born September 26, 1981. She is 42 today. So, uh, oh, Will Smith was in a movie about her dad. There you go. Wonder how bad this is going to be, Massey. No. Dead person. Dead person, yeah. I'm going to play my favorite song by her, and it's not even one of the most famous ones, but, uh, (laughs) Olivia Newton John. Song. I don't know. Xanadu. Ah. Featuring John Travolta. I don't know. Featuring the Electric Light Orchestra. Oh, God. How cool is that? That's what they're saying. They call it Xanadu. Did you not hear the yellow there in the background? Yeah. Dude, I loved Olivia Newton John. She passed away August 8th, 2022. So, uh, just barely over a year ago. My guess. It is your guess, but Olivia Newton-John. I mean, she was great. I mean, I thought she was pretty. I mean, I just, I never got into the whole Grease thing. Uh, I, I loved her more after Grease with this, Xanadu and physical and mm-hmm. all her other types. So she was fine in Grease, but that was even a little bit before my time, believe it or not. I've still never seen the whole thing. I can't make it through it. Yeah, it's not good. I don't know why. Linda loves it. It's a chick flick, I think. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I, I don't mind if people like it. It's just. Grease would have come out in what? The late 76? 76? Before Saturday Night Live. Before Saturday Night Fever, wasn't it? When, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, when we've been over how the vibes that that movie gave off. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> I'm a little, 78. Oh, okay. June 16, 1978. Oh, I love this song. Okay, uh, because it, it combines Olivia Newton-John and ELO, who you know, I'm a big ELO fan. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, Olivia uh, Newton-John over there. It's two to two. Or wait a minute, no. Who got Serena? Oh, you did. So it's tied up two to two. John Dawson, let's get this one here, buddy. 
How old would she be if she were still alive today? Uh, 73. You say 73. Jonathan Massey, is that what you had? Yeah. 74. She was born September the 26th in the year of her Lord, 1948. So she's 75. So how about that? Jonathan Massey was down two to nothing. You were one birthday away, John Dawson, from clinching at least a tie. Couldn't do blew it. it. So, uh, <laughs> Jonathan Massey, you tie it up 10 days to 10. Man, we've only got what? Well, we've still got three days left this month. So, uh, or is that right? Yeah, three days left this month. So, uh, I mean, then my math was bad. Even if you had one today, you wouldn't have necessarily clinched. So, disregard all that talk about that, okay? So, what's the overall record? 10 to 10 okay. with three days left. All right. So there you go. Hey, uh, another birthday today, a uh, local birthday. We're not really local in North Carolina. It's a guy that I'm a, a fan of. Jason Barber he used to do uh, sports talk in Lincolnton. I'm not sure if he still does it. Oh, big finish. Now we get to listen to ELO as they take their spaceship and fly off. So the guy that was at the newspaper, what now? Uh, used to do sports talk uh, in Lincoln. A uh, good guy, Jason Barber, today is his birthday. So if your birthday is today, like Jason Barber, like the late, great Olivia Newton-John, hey, hey, did y'all enjoy the all-female edition of the uh, birthday game today? It was oddly soothing. Well, there you go. Uh, have a great Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow on the birthday <laughs> game presented by Goico Office Automation. You know, John Dawson is oddly soothing, too. But, uh, hey, a fun birthday game there and uh, a fun show here here today too thank you so much to uh richard clark in our first hour uh, man if you missed it you missed a fun fun hour you need to go back and uh listen to us again as we replay at three o'clock here on 960 bet on the bull or you can go to uh brianhanks.com and hopefully it sounds a lot better than yesterday's recording i'm not going to rehash all that you're just going to have to listen to the first hour and figure all that out and uh man i i really admire lee avery man i mean here's a guy that has uh he's a winner i mean he simply put he's a winner he cares about his kids he cared about his kids when he's at spring creek he cared about his kids when he was at lcc and definitely not at parrot academy he's just so proud of them like they are his own kids it's awesome uh but uh thank you to lee avery and then of course to matt beeman uh for their big win last night in uh in uh prep football in fact I, it's one of the questions i forgot to say or Questions or statements or whatever that I wanted to tell uh, Coach Beeman was, thank you so much for uh, bailing us out here in uh, Lenore County, Greene County, Jones County, even Perry, or even uh, our part of Pitt County as he won last night. The only team out of, what, all five teams in Lenore County and then Greene County, Jones County, Aiden Grifton that won uh this week in uh prep football so thank you coach uh it wasn't a clean sweep and we appreciate that for sure had a lot of fun we'll be there again friday night cannot wait for that okay again thank you uh richard clark uh, lee avery and matt beeman tomorrow's show let me look it up here this is gonna be cool we'll have mike martin our regular wednesday guest he'll join us in the first hour and then a first time guest of uh, vanita wright she is a uh therapist and with uh, you know some of the negative stuff that's happened lately here in our neck of the woods, she's going to talk about men's mental health and uh, 
I think it's going to be a very good visit. Can't wait to talk to her. She's a very, very good friends, best friends with uh, Linda, and uh, very excited to have her in here. So, Mike Martin, Vanita Wright tomorrow, Jason Bryant, Leo Hart on Thursday. Man, we're going to have a, a great week for you. Have a great Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College.